Thank you, thank you, thank you. That was beautiful. He is risen. Yeah, it's Easter season. You guys are alive and well. I love it. The chitter chatter. I'll try and t- say some announcements and uh, yeah, what's some announcements? We got some. We got a women's treat coming up. I have the date on that. My Bible's upside down. Relax. Uh, I got it. I got it. Look at this. Well, uh, May sixth. May sixth, ten a.m. to two p.m. A women's retreat. Lunch is provided. It's going to be on uh, Psalm one thirty nine. How we're fearfully and wonderfully made. I really, I highly suggest signing up, attending that. There's a mission component. I think it's going to be exciting, good. I'm not a woman, so I'm not invited, but uh, still loved by God. Amen. May 4th is National Prayer Day of Prayer, and Trellis is putting on what they usually do on National Day of Prayer. They Actually, the first Wednesday of every month, they pray in front of City Hall um, for an hour, 12 to noon, or noon to 1 p.m. This, and they do this every National Day of Prayer, they're extending that. It's, a, it's an hour, but we do a little worship. I think they do a little worship, and they do... Um, it's just the time. Don't miss it. Uh, May the 4th be with you, you know? It's the, that's how you remember May 4th. Uh, but that's at City Hall, 12 to 1 p.m. Any other announcements? I feel like I've been running. Why am I out of breath? Oh, I was vacuuming. That's why. I know it's Elsie's birthday, but we'll sing happy birthday to Elsie when she's in the room when we go fellowship Paul and blow things up after the service. There's going to be donut holes. There's donut holes. You made some cookies. I wouldn't miss after the, the fellowship hour after. Actually, why don't we stand up and greet one another, give each other fist bumps, and I'll pull us together again in a sec. Together? All right, all right. And actually, you can stay seated. Um, uh, or please be seated, I think. Uh, we'll do a little different. I've got a couple more announcements, and then... Cornell has some instructions for this opening hymn, and then I'll call us to worship. He'll give us our instructions, and we'll stand and sing our opening hymns. Everybody follow that? Perfect. Uh, a couple announcement, other announcements are, if you're in need of techno- technological help, any phones, uh, laptops, tablets, the student ministries department is going to be it's going to continue for the next couple of weeks. So you bring, um, bring whatever you need. I was wondering why Simon is high-fiving everybody here. But he was just seeing where the, that's where the students are. Uh, yeah, they have fudges for sale, fundraising, to send folks to camp. And also, if you haven't joined up and been a part of this photo directory we're putting together, camera's still around. Steve and Courtney, raise your hands right there. Talk to them and say, hey, I want my photo taken and tell you my info. And um, Call to worship. God's mighty miracles astound me. God's wonders are so delightfully mysterious. Everything God does is full of splendor and beauty. God satisfies all who love and trust him 
And God keeps every promise God makes. Let's worship the God who keeps every promise. Good morning. And we say happy Easter continuing, right? All right. Uh, here we have an open, uh, opening hymn here that um, wasn't done very much in our congregation here, uh, but I grew up with this. So some of us know the, the hymn. Okay, I would like your help in the following way. We need to underline a certain, you know, motive, if I may say. Uh, there are two words that we're going to use for that. I don't need all the congregation to do that, just a few hardy souls to do it. But you have to do it loud on the same pitch as the melody. Okay. So, the words that we need to do is, he arose. Could you do it with me rhythmically? One, two, and three. He arose. Two, three. He arose. Okay. A few, okay. Um, you're going to do this, time, this uh, he arose about four times. How about a small rehearsal here? <clears throat> Okay, up from the grave he arose. arose. That's it. That's all there is to it. Thank you. Don't ask us to clap for now. (laughs) (laughs) You could stop. (laughs) Okay. Oh, 
sit back, settle in. We all came here for a reason today, didn't we? That's to, uh, to worship Jesus. So let's just set off the, uh, the cares of the week. I know some of us had a hard week. And what worship really is, is just taking our facets, our senses, our words, our thoughts, and directing them, whether you see God upward or around you, or both, or inward, or all three, God is omnipresent, and so worship is just, it's just focus, it's placing all that we are into this directive Allowing God to commune within and around us. Allow God to be God, as if God needs us to allow God to be God. It's really just taking our awareness. Just being aware of God. So let's do that as we sing. All of you is more than enough. Satisfy me with your love, and all I have in you is more than enough. You're my supply, my prayer. Still more awesome. 
Good morning. 
We can admit our failings before God week after week. We can ask to be forgiven. We can receive new life and begin again. Let us pray together. We are not worthy, O God, to be called your sons and daughters. Our thoughts are not your thoughts, and our ways are not your ways. We are more concerned about ourselves than about others. We think more about the economy than the kingdom. We have not learned to relax in your presence and enjoy praying. In many ways, we act as if we are not redeemed and haven't discovered the depth of your love. Set us free from a past that we cannot change, but open us to a future in which we can be changed, and grant us grace to grow more and more in your likeness and image, through Jesus Christ, the light of the world. Amen. The saying is sure and worthy of full acceptance that Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. He himself bore our sins on the cross that we might be dead to sin and alive to all that is good. Therefore, I can declare to you in the name of Jesus Christ that you We are forgiven. Thanks be to God.
that's a beautiful arrangement, and you guys played that beautifully. From my worship leading days and youth stuff, we would close uh, our youth nights a lot with that song, and we would do it a cappella because I think it, none of the music, like playing it on guitar or piano, it didn't add anything. The, the lyrics are just so beautiful. But now I now I learned something today. You know, it takes an organ and a piano to cover that song. That's amazing. That was a really good arrangement. Thank you, Cornell and Micah. This is kind of right. This is a this is a parable of the of the Christian church, right? Look around. It's half as many as just last week, right? Um, and so I just want to commend you. Thanks for showing up on the Sunday after Easter, because that's the walk. Right? That's the walk. It's not the high plateau. Brian showing up for his mom's birthday. Everybody just happy birthday, Elsie, on three. One, two, three. Happy birthday, Elsie. That's it. No clapping. We'll save the clapping and the singing and the partying for after the service. Uh, So good. Um, So thank you for showing up this morning. And I think you'll be grateful because I, I honestly... It's a long journey in the same direction, right? And I left an Easter message. My, like one of my applications was, come back next week. And you took me seriously. So you came back next week. And we're going to talk about um, the lectionary text. And it brings us to First Peter. And we're going to be looking at these texts as we go through, specific, like specifically through the lens of how do we live as Easter people? according to Jesus's, one of Jesus' best friends. How do we live as second Exodus people? You know, remember I taught that um, it happened on Passover because Passover celebrated the freedom of the Hebrews from the slavery of Egypt. And Jesus rose from the dead, not on the Day of Atonement, but he specifically rose from the dead on the Passover, during Passover, to celebrate our, as part of it, we get atoned for, our sins were paid for on the cross. He rose from the dead, making us new creations. So how do we live as new creations? But I love just thinking about this, this part of Christianity that I've really didn't hear about until I was in my 30s. We're free. The rest of the world is not. Like those who do not follow Jesus aren't free from sin and death. And I, think, I, I, I just want to, yeah, I want us to, as this local outpost, Presbyterian Church of the Covenant, I want to look at this text and ask, how do we live as we are? Like, how do we live out that true freedom? Anywho, I'm going to read some, there it is, 1 Peter chapter 1, I'm going to start in verse 3, end in verse 9. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy, he has given us a new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead 
and into an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who are being protected by the power of God through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. In this you rejoice, even if now for a little while you have had to suffer various trials, so that the genuineness of your faith, being more precious than gold, that though perishable is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. Although you have not seen him, you love him. And even though you do not see him now, you believe in him and rejoice with an indescribable and, indescribable and glorious joy. For you are receiving the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. This is the word of the Lord. Pray with me, please. Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit. I pray that you would use me this morning as your mouthpiece. May my words fall to the ground and be quickly forgotten. But may your words, through me, pierce the hardest of hearts, including my own, and transform us forever. And all God's people said, How to live as second Exodus, Easter, resurrection, new life people. I think you first see that first, that first section we were reading, those first few verses. It's identity. How do we live as second Exodus people? It starts with realizing that we're second Exodus people. No doubt, right? It, how do we live as Easter people? It, it starts with realizing we're, we are Easter people. And really let it sink in. You, were, you remember, it was, it's really old. All my illustrations are getting older and older. As I, you, know, you remember the movie Goodwill Hunting? Do you remember that amazing scene where Robin Williams is with uh, Matt Damon... And he's feeling all, Matt Damon's character is, was abused as a child. He was beaten by his father, an alcoholic. And Robin Williams is the therapist. And Matt Damon is sitting in front, they're sitting in front of each other. And Robin Williams looks at him and says, listen. It's not your fault. And Matt Damon, at first, he buffs up and he almost wants to beat up Robin Williams' character. Because he's, he's clinging to this identity of, I'm the abused one. I'm, and I'm the, to blame. And he's got all these mixed emotions, all the false. And then. Ram Williams says, no, you're not hearing me, son. It's not your fault. It's not your fault. He just starts repeating it over and over. And as he does so, he grabs him. Do you remember? 
And they just, they both start bawling, especially Matt Damon's character. I feel like Peter is, this morning, calling us to look at our Savior, Jesus the Christ, and let it sink into us, the core, have it tattooed on our souls, on our innermost being. We have new life. We are resurrection people. We, were so, we are so loved by the Father that he sent his one and only Son for you. So we, like, it starts with letting it sink in. And then the next thing he moves to is it won't be smooth and easy. It wasn't for Jesus. It wasn't for Peter. It wasn't for any followers of Jesus. The road has always been rough. Everybody's a little sad right now, right? (laughs) It's kind of the opposite of the Easter message, right? How many times when going through the suffering... Have you said, why me? Why is this happening? Why? As you're getting older, you know, why do your knees stop working? Why do things fall apart? Why don't people just act normal? Right? Why is everybody so grumpy? Why are we driving around and it's like a race car race, you know, and people are cutting off people and there's just fury? What's going on? Why is it so tough down here? The answer is in here. Peter just told us. Why? Was anybody listening? Okay, good. Why? The meaning of it all is to draw us closer to the Father and make us better. The reason for the suffering is for the transformation at the end. And he more specifically says the reason for the suffering is to purify, to burn away everything but what? Faith. It's to take off all the falsities, you know? You can think churches about dressing up, showing up on Sunday until something cruddy happens in your life, right? It's not about that. That's when you stop coming to church. (laughs) I don't feel like dressing up. I don't feel like putting on a smiley face. Church isn't about that. The church is the people, right? How many people are in here? One, all that stuff. It's us. The reason we exist is to suffer together so that all the false stuff, 
will hopefully fade away. Hurry up with that, Lord, because there's plenty of false stuff around in every church I've been in, including the one I'm the pastor of. Get rid of all the fake stuff. Boil us down, Lord, to what we are, and that is a bunch of broken people that go through a rough, rough life that picked up from the mire and saved by the Father through Jesus Christ. Amen? That's it. Take off all the bells and whistles. That's what the suffering is for, to take off all the bells and whistles and all the falsities. Suffering has always been the way. And it is the way right now. But it won't be in the future. That's what he ends with, right? The future glory will dwarf the present suffering. Vince Scully, you ever heard of that guy? One of his Vince Scully's isms is losing feels a lot worse than winning feels good. I said that out loud, and my wife said, That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> and Peter agrees with my wife, as usual. <laughs> The good is going to put it all in perspective. Right? Why did you lose your sister? I don't know. Why did I lose my mom? I don't know. This room and these people are about all not really knowing, but all believing. And the author of Hebrews tells us what faith is. Faith is being certain of things hoped for. Right? Peter, I have no idea how he knows this. But this is the truest. This is what the Bible all hinges on. This is the truth. If Jesus didn't raise from the dead and we aren't resurrection people, we're Wasting our time. That's what Paul says. You, we're idiots. He actually uses the word morons. We are morons to be pitied if Jesus didn't raise from the dead. It all hinges on that for Peter, for everyone in this room, but he hones in on it. Have you ever been on the zipper? Have you ever noticed what holds that ride together? I noticed and I never wrote it again. Has anybody heard? Remember the, have you ever heard of the zipper? Any carnival ride. It's better than any Six Flags Disney ride. Anything put together. Like I think it's the best ride that has ever been invented. That's the, on Jason Griffith's terms. That's the that's truth. And it's this cage that you, you sit in. And they close this cage on you. And there's a bar in front of you. And... You're on this track that goes around like this, 
and this whole bar flips like this. So you're going like this, and you're going like this. And you're twirling, and you're going like this. One time I went on with a student, and for some reason, it got trapped upside down. And so we were riding like this, and it was going... It was just the whole time I was... It was terrible. Anyway, but I still loved it. The last time I wrote it, the last time I wrote it, I looked, and it's just these two pins on the side. Have you seen me? (laughs) I'm a larger gentleman. How can that pin be trusted with my life and soul? This is all the circle back to. That's it. This is... Peter this, this morning is telling us the absolute key to living as second exodus people is to putting all your eggs in this basket, right on those two pins, right on this one pin. There's a guy who um, just came out with a book called The Gospel Precisely. I forget the guy's name. I think his first name is Matthew. And he says, The Gospel Precisely is Jesus Christ, and Christ means Messiah, is risen. That's the gospel, precisely. We believe in the resurrection of our Lord Jesus the Christ, and we stake it all and put all of our faith in that. And through that, that little pinhole Peter gives us this vision right at the end where we'll be truly home and all the suffering and all the sorrow will be put in perspective and the suffering will end. Remember Unforgiven, that movie Unforgiven? You take away, when you murder a man, you take away all that he has. All that he's had, all that he has, and all that he'll ever have. When you believe in Jesus Christ, you have suffering from the beginning. It's always been, and it always is. But the equation changes. It will be no more someday. There will be no more suffering, no more sorrow, no more pain, no more death. So, know who and whose you are. Meditate on it. Get out your calendar sometime today and just block out some time of silence. Silence. With or without your Bible, but silence. And hone in on the fact that you are resurrection people draw comfort from it was rough for our heroes it was rough for Peter it was way rougher than actually we have it but the future our future Peter's yours Pat's Daryl's Klaus's Gretchen's our future is bright. Pray with me.
Heavenly Father, precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit, seep it into our bones who we are. Help us to draw comfort from the truth that the road has been rough, but the future's so bright we've got to wear shades. In Jesus' name, and all God's people said, I wanted to express something that I wanted to do it for a long time, and I will do it again after I say what I say now. Um, I'm here playing the organ for almost 19 years in this church, and was always a pleasure to either lead the hymns or accompany them, because you are such a musical church, uh, you know, congregation, and you have such a love for singing, and it's a pleasure for me to uh, be your organist, and I would like to thank you very much for all your support, and for all the music that we make together to the glory of God. Now, we're going to do He Leaves. Uh, By the way, before I say that, I would like to congratulate you. The first verse of Christ Arose, we found our way through. On the second verse, you had it all in. Perfect. And third verse. Congratulations, congregation. And now we're going to do He Leaves. Yes, we do a high, have a high note. So for whoever feels like a soprano, do it. Um, if you don't feel like that, either mouth it or yell it. Whatever. We are going to do this piano four hands. It's not, this music is so great, two hands are not enough. <laughs> Thank you. 
This is the time that our minds are brought to offerings. Uh, offerings are taken to the back. There's a place that you all know where you can place them. Um, and if you're listening to the podcast, I don't remember the address to the church, but uh, you know where to send those. Do you want to shout out that out that address? P.O. Box 2128, Costa Mesa, California, 92628. Send them there. Teamwork, see? <laughs> This is my father's world, and to my listening all nature sings, and round me rings the music of the spheres. This is my father's world. I
Precious Lord Jesus, powerful spirit, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. You give even when we're not looking. Receive these tithes, receive these offerings. May they be blessed and be used by you. And all God's people said, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. That is the message of Easter and Easter people. And because we have a God who loved us this much, we can come before him with our prayers and our requests, knowing that he will hear and will answer. 
Pray with me. Almighty God, we worship you in hope of everlasting life because we are Easter people. And we have heard and believed the good news of Jesus Christ, your Son. Make real to us the significance of his self-offering sacrifice for the salvation of all sinners who, inspired by the Spirit, believe in him. Let us now pray for the needs of the church, the whole human family, and all the world. We pray for your church, set in the world to show how people belong together and how your gifts are to be shared. Help us find the discipline to be more faithful. Translate our desires to serve you into commitment. Send your Holy Spirit to guide us when the way seems unsure and is still in us the confidence we need to enable us to act. May we boldly proclaim the good news of the words of our mouths and the deeds of our lives. We pray for our country and our world you have made. Overthrow evil, right what is wrong, feed and satisfy those who thirst for justice, so that all your children may freely enjoy the world you have created. Be with all in authority, that guided by your wisdom, they may lead us in the way of righteousness. We pray for leaders and people in every land, that they may know your way and do your will. We pray for our communities where violence against others is all too frequent. Touch angry hearts, disturbed minds, and mental sickness that these dangerous reactions may cease. We pray for our ministry to the unhoused. Help us to serve them with love and compassion that they may see you through our actions. Compassionate God, as of old, the sick were brought to you for healing. So in our prayers, We bring you, the sick in body, mind, and spirit, knowing your love and your healing power. Hear our prayers for all who are troubled in mind or circumstance. Restore to health those who are sick or recovering from surgery. Cheer the friendless. Console the mourning. We come with gratitude for answered prayers for Lisa's successful heart surgery, for Jimmy's cancer surgery, for Pat returned home from the hospital, and we pray for their healing processes. We continue to lift up to you, Patty, Lou, Buzz, Keith. May they find comfort in those of us who reach out to embrace them. We give you thanks, great God, for the hope we have in Jesus, who died but is risen and rules over all. We praise you for his presence with us. Because he lives, we look for eternal life, knowing that nothing, past, present, or yet to come, can separate us from your great love 
made known in Jesus Christ, our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now if you would stand for the singing of our final hymn, and it's a reinforcement of the message we've had today, Because He Lives.
Amen. Whoa, that's hot. Thank you, John. Happy birthday, LC, on three. One, two, three. We'll sing it to you in there, too. There's donut holes. Don't leave them alone in those donut holes, the, the room over there. you got to go over there and help me eat those. Uh, okay, let's sing right now. Everybody ready? Happy birthday. Elsie, I love you. Thanks for being on. You're just amazing. I remember, because I have an Elsie too. Uh, my daughter's Elsie. And there's been a couple times during sermons I've said, and then Elsie was in the bedroom. And everybody's like, what? <laughs> anyway, Elsie, I'm so glad you were born. Make sure that she's celebrated from here to there to everywhere. Um, go over there at Fellowship Hour. Make sure you sign up for the women's retreat, the day retreat. Um, Get some technological help. Steve Atkins is right back there with all the students. But for now, receive this benediction. May God's face shine upon you. May the power and the presence of the Holy Spirit guard and keep you. And may the peace of Christ, which transcends all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds today, tomorrow, and forevermore. May it be so. Amen.